I'm Ashley Thompson, and this is What I've Learned Along the Way, a podcast for anyone about anything. In this debut episode, I'm sharing a lesson from a special person in my life. It's a lesson about pushing yourself to do more, instead of waiting around for your life to pass you by. Welcome to my very first ever podcast. Okay, so I've dabbled in a lot of different types of media, but I've never explored podcasts before. Um, If you've ever met me, it does not take long to know that I love talking. I love having conversations with people. I love sharing ideas and hearing different perspectives. And my best friend, told me one time that I could make friends with a wall. Um, (laughs) So since I love talking, I thought, why not make a podcast? Because, you know, if I I get on a topic that I am passionate about, which there are lots of those, um, I can, you know, go on these like really long talks with my friends or I'll write something down in my journal. Um, But then like once that conversation is over, you know, that, that those ideas are kind of like gone and no one ever reads my journal except me (laughs) to my knowledge at least. Um, so I kind of like was thinking of a way that I could put my thoughts out into the world to like a wider audience. Um, so that really anybody who wants to hear them or wants to comment on them or wants to talk to me about any of this stuff has more of an opportunity to do that. So it's, it's something that's been on my mind for a while now. And the more I thought about it, the more I was convinced, like, this is a good thing for me to do. And I think, I think this would be a good outlet for me. Um, but I I kept putting it off. This idea would come into my mind and I would imagine how this podcast would would be. And then I would start thinking, yeah, nobody wants to listen to what I have to say. Or I would get really excited and then I would start thinking about the logistics of it. I'm like, God, I don't know how to make a podcast. And I don't know, for a long time... Those other thoughts overpowered my desire to actually make the podcast. And, you know, I would make excuses like, oh, I just started a new job or I'm still getting adjusted in my new place. I'll do it another time. And then I realized that life is not guaranteed. And if I died that day or if I died tomorrow... I would be disappointed at all of the ideas that I just left in my head and never acted upon or never put out into the world. So, I don't know, I was really struggling with this and for a couple weeks I had been really focusing on the fact that life is not guaranteed. You know, trying to push myself and and tell myself, you got to put yourself out there because you don't know how much time you have. And what really gave me the push over the edge to actually start working on the podcast was my grandfather. 
So several years ago, my grandfather wrote a collection of poems that he titled Confessions of a 50-Year-Old Teenager. He's always had natural creative instincts, a self-taught writer and photographer, as well as an avid lover of literature and film. Even though he's always been revered in my family as a man with incredible zest for life, he revealed in the preface of his poetry collection that he had barely scratched the surface of his true talents. He starts the preface with this honest admission. When I was about 15 years old, one of my many fantasies was to become a famous writer. I used to go to sleep at night by dreaming up the various titles to imaginary books I planned to write someday, and then composing their prefaces in my mind until I fell fast asleep. In this way, I was able to amass and author an impressive number of titles quickly, while never ever completing even one of the witty and profound prefaces that I had started writing to all of the invisible but admiring literary fans inhabiting my exclusive mental world. I now realize that this was a convenient way of delaying indefinitely all of the necessary hard work of writing any content for the chapters of my great American novels. Eventually, I decided there would be little demand for our gifted writer of unfinished prefaces to novels having no chapters of text to read, no matter how unusual or exciting my book titles might have sounded to me. So my brief writing career took a rapid nosedive and came to an abrupt end before I had the courage to transpose any of my mental notes over a single sheet of paper. One advantage of not committing my thoughts to paper, I could be safe and secure in knowing that no one would ever criticize or ridicule that which they were never permitted to see. He so eloquently put into words something that I've felt for my entire life which is like holding my own self back from my creative potential and keeping my ideas a secret in my own head. And one thing I've learned throughout life is when you feel alone in your thoughts and you're like, oh my gosh, why am I such a weirdo? Why am I, you know, why am I sabotaging my own self? When you think that you're the only one who feels something, I can bet you that's not true. (laughs) I think that probably all of us can, can connect to this feeling that like we have so much to give and yet we only give a small percentage of that. Like we don't put in a hundred percent effort. I don't know. You might, you might. I think there are some people who do, but I think the majority of us tend to like water ourselves down for some reason. You know, and I I don't know why we do that. Maybe we're scared of our own potential or maybe we're scared that, you know, people aren't going to like what we do or maybe we're scared that we can't even do what we think we can do. And so therefore we just don't try and we don't do anything. And I just think that's so sad, you know, because like we have so much to offer. All of us do. And the ones who actually pursue their dreams and actually put in the work to develop their talents are the ones who we all see and we're like, wow, I want to be like that person. And in reality, you could be like that person. You can be that person. But it takes work 
to put your ideas into the world. It, it takes work to become the best at something. And it's scary to speak up. But I don't know. I just feel really strongly that it's the right thing to do. Because if, if we're watering ourselves down and we're holding our own selves back, then we're not really living fully. And I just, I feel like that's just a waste of this beautiful gift of life that we've been given if we're not going to really be in it. Recently, I've watched a couple of documentaries about these very successful people like Walt Disney and Lady Gaga and Coldplay. And it's pretty obvious to me after watching those documentaries that even the most successful people have insecurities. And the difference is that successful people don't allow their insecurities to dictate their decisions. They continue creating and putting themselves out on a limb, even though they're terrified of the same things that we are. You know, I mean, I, I watched the Coldplay documentary and there was there was all this news about Coldplay becoming bigger and bigger. And they were doing a sound check for this concert at like this humongous stadium and that that same day, the New York Times wrote a review on their latest album and, you know, tore it to shreds and basically said that they were trash. And so as they're doing this sound check, you know, preparing for hundreds of thousands of people to come watch them perform, Chris Martin is like so distraught and he lays down on the ground and he's holding his mic and he's just kind of like groaning like, oh, why did they write that about us? You know, why did they say those things? And it like hurt him so bad. And and he was so focused on the fact that like somebody thought his music was trash. But ultimately, he got off the floor and he did the show and he gave those people like an amazing experience, you know, so it's not that people who are successful don't don't experience that same feeling of like holding themselves back or telling themselves, ah, you know, some days I feel like I'm really talented and other days I feel like I can't do anything. But ultimately, the people who who really push through the people who we look at and we're like, wow, they really conquered life. Those people have all those same thoughts and fears, but they just push through them. And they don't let their insecurities dictate their decisions. They continue creating. They continue putting themselves out on a limb, even though they're terrified of all the same things that we are. And ultimately, it doesn't do anyone good if we're not going to use our full potential. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be a person that goes to work and comes home and watches TV and waits for the weekend. I want my presence on this planet to be meaningful and worthwhile and it just seems like a waste of life if we don't even explore our own abilities. I think a lot of times we're waiting for other people to pull us out of it and waiting for other people to be the ones to like discover our talent. I watched this documentary on Netflix about Walt Disney. And what was so interesting about him was that he was an animator from the start. It showed him making little videos with his cousins and his neighbors when he was like in elementary school. And when he got a little bit older, he had a couple of gigs animating for some different companies. But ultimately, he just kind of went off on his own 
and he just spent all his time drawing and he spent all his time coming up with ideas and eventually he found a way to produce those ideas on his own and that just built and built and built on top of itself to where you know now he's one of the most successful people to ever live and what I thought was so cool about that story is that he didn't wait for someone to stand behind his shoulder and say hey that's a nice drawing you should think about animation oh hey you're an animator do you want to come work for me at my company like that's the easy way that we can say yeah I want to harvest this talent of mine but in reality you don't have to wait around for somebody to give you an opportunity to explore your own potential but what was so incredible about Walt Disney is that he had a vision and he created it he put it into reality on his own. And I think that's really important because if you don't take control of it and you don't own it, it's not going to happen. And that's a pretty scary thought, right? Like it's a scary thought to think like, what if I died before I even actualized my own potential? Because the thing is that tomorrow is not guaranteed. So if we continue to hold ourselves back until one day when everything is perfect, then we're never gonna be the people who we were made to be. Towards the end of my grandfather's writing, he says this, When I was 45 years old, after many years of working at various business careers, I decided to go back to school and study literature and pursue a degree in English. In the summer of 1988, I graduated from the University of Texas at San Antonio with my Bachelor of Arts in English. I wanted to go on for my master's degree and considered the possibilities of teaching American literature somewhere, but my health suddenly deteriorated and I was disabled with a terminal illness before completing my undergraduate studies. The situation of illness has forced me to consider carefully my remaining allotment of time. One of my priorities has become to put down on paper some of the things I want to say before it is too late to say them. So there you have it. My time to put up or shut up is upon me. After all these years, I finally decided to give in to the haunts of my ghosts from my youthful past. My 15-year-old man-child has been resurrected in this frail 50-year-old frame, and it is now threatening to write everything down. In addition to my small collection of poems, the completion of this preface is another monumental first for this obscure writer of numerous unfinished mental notes. So you see, I've made some progress in the past 35 years. My grandfather was diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease, when he was 48. And he died on November 26, 1992, when he was 53 years old. Just like we all do, he struggled with putting in the elbow grease to put his ideas out into the world. And I'm so thankful that he was motivated to write what he did, because what he wrote nearly 30 years ago, before I was even a thought, has blessed me and pushed me to be more. I only wish that I had more of him to hold on to now, more I could learn from his amazing soul, since I never got the opportunity to meet him. So, this podcast is me pushing myself to do more. Because if my life came to a screeching halt, I would hope to feel proud of myself for the effort I put into my life. 
I want to encourage all of you guys too. If there's something you've had on your mind or your heart, just go for it. Just do it. Just make it happen. Don't keep your light a secret because the world becomes a better place when you become who you were meant to be. This was What I've Learned Along the Way, a podcast by me, Ashley Thompson, with music by Jinji. That was my part of the conversation, and now I'd like to hear yours. Head over to our Facebook page to join in on the discussion and let us know what you've learned along the way.